0: Welcome, 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 welcome
1: welcome to the doubled up, the doubled up. The the doubled up, the doubled up, the doubled up, the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go.
0: Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt, and we are here yet again for week two of Scott's honeymoon hiatus. It's normally at this part of the podcast where I introduce my amazing co-host, Scott. But uh, as we know from a few weeks ago, he is out in uh, New Zealand. And trust me, guys, I've seen the pictures. He is seeing some sights. So uh, shout out, Scott and Verity. Hope you're having an amazing time on your honeymoon. Um, And as we said, what this has given us the opportunity for is four weeks of guest co-hosts. So if you haven't caught it already, last week's episode, we had uh, Mark at 1985 um, joining us. And he did an amazing job, as always. Shout out, Mark, my uh, Hoops and Rec co-host. And we have another guest co-host this time around. I did say a few weeks ago that we've got some new faces, some old faces, and we have a new face joining us this week and uh, probably one of our youngest guests to join the podcast. But uh, just because he's young doesn't mean that he's any less enthusiastic than any of the other guests that we've had. In fact, he's probably going to show some of you old farts up. Uh, He is a, a, a photographer, one of the nicest guys I've met uh, welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Andrew, how you doing, mate?
1: Hi, man, I'm doing well. Hi, everyone. Um, just happy to be here. Grateful for the opportunity, and yes, good to catch up with you, Matt. And shout out to Scott as well. Ah,
0: oh, he'll like that. Thank you. You keep you're staying in his good books, mate. You're staying in his good books. We met a little while ago, didn't we? We met actually at a um a Travis Scott fragment low pickup right um, I think I went to go and see I, I wasn't picking up the shoes I was going to go see uh, uh, Tidy Tide eye. shout out Mike and uh, he said, oh, I'm, I'm meeting a friend of mine, Andrew. Like, do you mind if, if Andrew comes along with us? I was like, no, of course not. Yeah, ha- happy to meet him. And uh, we went uh, we went up to Offspring, picked up the shoes together. You were asking me about what, what color laces should I have? Should I have the pink in there? Should I have the cream in there? Should I have one? Should I, have, should I do a little mismatch? And uh, ever since then, we've had a little chat on Instagram here or there. We caught up again at Sneakiness a couple of weeks ago. And you kind of said, hey, if you ever want anyone on the podcast, Give me a shout. I thought, Andrew, mate, you couldn't have picked a better time because it was exactly the right time where I was thinking, who on earth am I going to get to come and join me in these four weeks? So you have absolutely saved me, mate, and I'm so happy that you're here.
1: Yeah, no, it's a blessing. I feel like there's a time and place for everything. And I feel that like things I've this happened for a reason, for a good reason, like just me and you that offspring, picking up my Travis Lowe's. Um, you know, arguably one of my biggest, if not my biggest pickups. I've ever picked up a shoe from like a release. And like just to meet you and Mike, you know, shout out Mike. Mike brings, um, you know, a lot of enthusiasm to what he does to the community. And, you know, he knows good people. So it's good to, you know, connect with other pe- good people like yourself. And I remember myself being such a like a nerd, like a little bit of a nerd when I was like <laughs> lacing up my kicks and just like, you know how long it was taking. And then you came over and interfered, and you was like, "Let me, let me handle it." Like you was like, <laughs> "I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's done it before. I'm the experienced one." So I was like, Oh, mate,
0: I, I, d- I, wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I, I think when we were doing this podcast, ironically, me coming over and helping you with the laces because you were like, "How should I do them? Should I do them this way? Should I do them that way?" Ironically, when we first started this podcast, someone sent in a weekly question of like, "Um, do you keep your shoes factory laced or do you lace them yourself?" And I think I'd said that I like factory lace them. And honestly, I got so much stick from people saying like, oh, you still factory lace your shoes, blah, blah, blah. So ever since then, I have to like relace them, do them a certain way, like same way as most people do. So,
1: yeah, it has to be a different way. I think um, just like, I don't know, the way they do it sometimes it just doesn't, it doesn't help me like personally so when I'm walking about it just doesn't feel the same as when I'm lacing them up and yeah you know just testing it for myself and yeah I just feel more
0: of myself. I feel myself when I'm doing that. Mate, that's, all that, that's that's exactly what shoes are for, right? Shoes are there to express ourselves and, and make ourselves feel like ourselves. And talking about shoes, before we go on too much of a tangent, um, seeing as you are new here, Andrew, and we want our listeners to find out a little bit more about who you are, we always start these guest episodes with exactly the same question every single time. And that is, as I said, we want to know a little bit about you. So take us all the way back to the beginning, mate. What got you into shoes what was that kind of first sneaker memory what kick-started this whole hobby and obsession take us back
1: um so it started when i was playing basically grass, grass, make grass sorry english grassroots basketball um playing for Tower hamlet's trojans who was just a you know a friendly basketball team that you know i joined when i was around like maybe 12 and i think um no a bit younger than that i think i was at the age of 10 and like I told you, it was quite funny that it took me two weeks to enjoy basketball because I hated it the first week. And then I, told, I was begging my mum to take me back to football and be a goalkeeper because she saw how good my hands were. Um, but she was like, no, just keep trusting um, your instructor or shall I see my coach? And my coach was probably one of the best people I've ever met in my life. He was like a like a second father figure. Um, he liked kicks. Um, he used to rock always Kobe Bryant shoes. And on on and off the court and he was wearing um like a pair that I didn't know about at the time but it was called the Air Max 2013s and um, I saw them on a the poster and I was like this is the shoe that like I want to get at JD and um, at Nike there was a Nike store at Westfield Stratford that I used to go to and that was where I got my first basketball um I got my first basketball shoes from and you know things took off from there I just enjoyed basketball I loved the game and um yeah, like I just enjoyed looking at Jordans, and obviously that film Space Jam. It was just it opened so many, you know, imaginations in my head. But like, oh, I want to be like MJ. You know, even though I'm a LeBron fan, but I just love the Jordan brand, and I began a greater love for basketball and kicks.
0: I think for a lot of people, um, you can't really get into basketball without getting into to shoes, right? I mean, it's one of the only sports where the shoes that you can kind of wear on the court can translate to off the court as well right like people that are into football there are iconic football boots like think about the Adidas Predators and the Total 90s and the Puma Kings and things like this like there are some iconic football boots but you can only ever wear that on a court uh, not on a court sorry, on a pitch I'm saying court because of basketball you can only ever wear those boots on a pitch there's no way of translating that over whereas basketball you can go and play a game of basketball and you can still get away with wearing those shoes off court i mean a lot of people don't a lot of people nowadays will have on court shoes and then they'll have kind of their lifestyle shoes right uh but a lot of the sneakers that we love in today's day and age you were saying there about your love for jordan and lebron and things like this they were performance shoes first that have now translated over to lifestyle, so I feel like people can't get into basketball without also somehow getting into shoes as well. I feel like the two just come hand in hand. What was that first pair of basketball shoes that you got?
1: Um, I think it was. I think it was the KD eights or the KD nines. It was in a red and black colorway. I can probably like sell that H T later, but it was honestly one of the nicest pairs that I've ever like touched on a basket for a basketball, basketball um, like performance. Why it's like it wasn't the most comfortable shoe. Um, it's surprising to say because I mean that's why we wear it on and off the court yeah, because yeah, yeah. basketball shoes are so comfortable. Like, Kobe Bryant shoes, to my knowledge, are, are one of the most comfortable basketball shoes. If you know, if I was finished playing basketball for two or three hours and I was so tired to switch my shoes, I'll just walk. I'll just walk them and just keep walking. Uh, to where? But it's home for me. So, um, yeah, it was a pair of Kevin Durant shoes in red and black and the The second I got them, I couldn't believe it because like I had the matching socks with the KDs and everything. It was, it was amazing. So from
0: there, obviously, it started. It started on the court and eventually, kind of led to off the court. Can you remember the first sort of like off court lifestyle only shoe that you were able to get? I know you were mentioning there about there was it the Air Max twenty thirteen you said there. Um, but what. What was the first sort of, I suppose, yeah, lifestyle shoe that kick-started that side of the collection?
1: So it started really late, I'll, I'll be honest. So it started when I was 15 when I was watching, um, you know, a lot of sneaker, like YouTubers, like okay. Soma. Yeah. And, like, they were into the Yeezys, Jordan 1s. And, like, I wasn't, I wasn't really aware about the Jordan Retro shoes. I saw them, um, you know, whilst getting the KD8s or KD9s. I still don't remember what model it was for the Karen Durant shoes, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um I saw the Cherry Twelves. 12s. Cherry Twelves 12s okay. dropping this year, right? I think I so. I remember the Cherry I remember the Cherry Twelves were dropping on that day and they were on the shelf. But I was like, oh Mom, like I was telling my mom on the same day, oh like why don't I brought these on the court man? And she was like to me, nah, it's too heavy. Try and get these ones, the Karen Durant. And I was like, okay, why not? But it was actually my first, so my first children one. My first one she was a jordan one and it was the jordan one retro um the royals okay it was in the royal colorway and i think it was when sneaker uh the the nike sneakers app was doing their like anniversary or when they first launched the app and if it was on 2017 they released like a bunch of pairs i think it was a jordan one jordan one royals um jordan 11 space jams and it was the another like another lifestyle shoe. I think it was, um, I forgot what it was, but it was like an air, it was an air shoe. So it wasn't an Air Max It was something else, but it was in that Oreo colorway.
0: So it was the, it was, it, it was those kind of, I suppose the 12s tempted you a little bit into the lifestyle, but it wasn't until you got those, that first pair of Royal Jordan 1s where you were like, oh, okay, now, this is a this is going to be the start of something how quickly did you start kind of a amounting a little bit of a collection like after that first jordan 1 kind of hit the shelves what was the the like how did you then go about accruing more and more shoes was that even a thought or did you just kind of blink and one day you had a collection or i'm always interested to see how people kind of start turning this from just having a few pairs to having uh, actual established collection because i think about my girlfriend for example she's got a handful of pairs now but she wouldn't ever consider herself having a collection eventually it does get to a stage where it's like oh this is a little bit more than just having a few pairs of shoes um so
1: yeah like i think it just took me around a year to get used to everything so i think because i'm such a guy i'm I'm such a person sorry that I used to go out and about and speak to people but like i went to nike town I went to Foot Locker at Oxford Street, I was there. Um, when it was really, really, really good, I told you, like, it was an experience where, like, you just go and find all the latest Kobe Bryant shoes, all the ones that are, like, coming from the US and this. I think what really um, developed my passion and interest for sneakers was just meeting people, you know, even if it was resellers or people that really loved basketball. Um, they showed me blog pages like um, Sneaker News, drop date sole supplier so supply was one of my biggest or one of my most like um it was one of my first platforms that i looked at and um that's how i found out about the sneakers app and just like you know also people were helpful at the time and just people still helpful now but i think it was just uh, it was just i was just at the right time i think it just happened at the right time for me and yeah i was just going to drops and just understanding the culture a lot more for myself. And then I saw a place in it for myself. So I kind of just dived in and yeah, it just grew and grew. I think um, the, a pair after I bought a, um, the Jordan 1 Royals was the 72 10s, um, 72 10s in the Jordan 11s. So it was that the 72 10s is the shoe that was made to celebrate the record that was broken for the season yeah. that Chicago Bulls were uh, – they were called the greatest team that was ever assembled. Then Golden yeah, yeah, yeah. and Golden State broke it years, years later. And then on during that season, that's when the Cleveland and Golden State kind of, you know, there was that rivalry going on with LeBron and Curry. But yeah, like it's been it's just been a journey, you know, watching basketball and watching how sneaker the sneaker culture is elevated through that sport and through many sports as well.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that you mentioned in there is getting involved in meeting people. Uh, I said kind of in the intro, you're one of, one of the kindest kind of guys that I've I've met because again, from the first day I saw you at the offspring, that offspring pickup, you were so talkative, oh, so great to meet you. And then again, uh, when we saw you at Sneakiness a couple of weeks ago, you were over talking to everyone. Like it seemed like you were talking to so many different people and there were so many different people that you knew. You've really kind of embedded yourself in the community here, um, obviously in, in the UK. And um, one of the things that through being part of that community that you were able to do this year was the Offspring Holiday Club program, which uh, uh, sounds like a, a, an amazing kind of program. But there's probably a lot of people listening to this that might have seen posts about it, but not really known much about what that program really was. So talk to t- talk to us a little bit about kind of what that was and how your experience was kind of going through that.
1: Um. Yeah. No. It was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely an experience to remember and always talk about because that's always going to be part of my journey. And I feel that um, it's something just to, to talk about all the time. Just you know, uh, the friends I've met there and just the people that I've been introduced to. Um. Anyways, to not ramble on, the holiday club, um, was a program that was specifically targeted at young individuals that felt that they didn't get any opportunities, you know, growing up in school or you know, just having that interest from young that, you know, they wanted to be in the industry for uh, creative and you know media that you know, that covers media, fashion, um, editorial, um, you know, design, you know, because uh, some of us were had you know assigned different roles in this program. So right what what we contributed to, which was also funded by the local council over there which is in Lambeth and also supported by Offspring which is you know a company that is you know quite well known in the state community especially in UK we know most of us know about Offspring and you know something that a program that was you know targeted for young individuals it was quite interesting to you know find out about and also apply so I made sure that I applied and they accepted me and yeah like it just took off and once I made my I made myself aware of the environment I was in and you know the people that I was introduced to it it just gave us a lot of freedom a lot of time thinking of you know what do we want to do what are our goals and our future aspirations after this summer program because it was for summer specifically before we go back to school before uni before work etc so you know we're all in different positions in our lives so it just gave us something to enjoy and also meet new people as well my main purpose was to make um my main purpose there was to make new friends and just to gain more understanding about my creativity that's why I do photography now
0: so uh, we'll we'll move on to photography in in, in a minute because um it's something that you've really been showing kind of a passion in and I mean you were literally talking to me about uh you being on a shoot earlier today so we'll definitely move on to talking about that in just a minute what did the holiday what did the kind of holiday program look like like how many days was it what did the structure look like because again if it's a success this year it might be that i don't know i have I have no idea but it might be' the, something that brands like offspring want to bring back or they might do again next summer and there might be some people listening to this to think oh I didn't get an opportunity last year maybe I didn't apply maybe I want to apply if it it happens again next time what did that kind of look like i know you were saying there about meeting like mining people giving you the freedom and thinking about what you want to do after the program it was for young creatives that weren't given the opportunity at school or college or wherever but as i said what was the structure of it what did like what did you have to do during that program
1: so we found out that we had a brief that On the first day we had an introduction about what we were going to do each week. So we had workshops that were created for each group that, you know, for each group that had something to do and had um a role for the magazine that is coming out very soon. Okay, Um, so there's a
0: magazine coming from it.
1: Yes, so a magazine is coming from it and it's basically the holiday club magazine and offspring are gonna be in it and you know, people like myself that were part are part of the offspring community contribute to this. So you know i was one of the three people that were selected to be part um of the ospin community and, and represent the community to be part of this program and i was the only boy that was um part of the program for the ospin community and the other two people were girls so i don't know it's just a, i'm just super grateful for it and that's why i love to talk about it because i was the only guy for the ospin community but there was other guys in there you know from all parts of all parts of um the world like there was one guy that came from literally from Italy to come to this program. And I was like, wow. I was like, there's some dedication here. And I just saw, you know, a different mindset when I came into it. So we had different workshops. And um, you know, for example, for my first week I did set design literally just strictly for set design. Um so I was designing the backdrop for a photo shoot for um a public like influencer or figure who is like a hair, a hairstylist and she owns her own uh, hair brand company. Which you will see in the magazine, but that was my contribution and, and my part for the group. And what I mean by as a group, the whole group did the same thing for that week for my group. But other people did hair and makeup. Some people did photography. Some people did the the interviewing team. So they did like the the questions, drafting it, and also you know making it tidy so that like on the magazine when it's printed out, it's spaced out and really really nice and neat so that the readers can understand what is being said here and etc just to make it an actual magazine like it's nothing very it's nothing like a small small scale thing it's a large scale thing that's the main goal the main goal is to actually make this a proper magazine for people to read and for young people to understand as well that and be encouraged that this is thing is possible and that like people who have done you know where they want to be in life is possible you know things that they aspire to do it's 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 all possible
0: so that that was kind of that was you said week one was was the whole program like a, a one week thing or did you rotate to do other things like um what did that or, or or am I making assumptions here by you saying week one that there was more
1: weeks to follow um there were more weeks to follow yeah sorry for rambling no, it's um, no,
0: no don't ramble I want to hear I want to hear all about it this is the thing I want to hear as as much as we possibly can it sounds super exciting for you and it, it's something that you're passionate about so we want we want to hear about it that's all
1: yeah no so we rotated so some of us did some of us were in different groups so we're, you know the group that I was in group one uh for week one sorry we weren't we went, we went all together, so we got to bunch up with other people and get to know other people as well from each group. So, um, the other week I was doing, uh, so week two I was doing edit, um, editorial. Yes, I was doing editorial. I was doing interviewing. So we all get to basically play a part in you know different roles and, you know, everyone gets to everyone gets to contribute in their own way. And you know, let's say for example, um, I I love photography. I'm gonna eventually do photography because they know that that's my interest. So. For the last, for the very final week, I got to do photography. So I ended up, in a, I ended off in such a high note, but like, I was so grateful. And, you know, I got to shoot whoever I did, but, and um, yeah, no, so they made sure that for each person, they grouped it in the way that like, they got to do what they got to do their own thing which is really, really nice.
0: But I guess I suppose with that, you also had an opportunity to learn some new skills. Like the fact that you said week one, you were doing backdrops for a photo shoot and then you were looking at editorial. And then by the end of it, you were doing the photography. If you're interested in photography, learning those other skills and having the opportunity to practice those things is really, really important. I can imagine now you designing um, a set for a, a, a photo shoot You can now take that into some of your other shoots moving forward, right?
1: Yeah, it's like it's like um, it's preparing me for the future, literally. It's like if I wanted to make a magazine myself, I know you know the process now. I know the process, and I'm experienced in it. And then, like if if let's say um, we're missing a backdrop, or you know the back the delivery people didn't deliver the backdrop in time, we can make one literally from scratch, and you know just make it in time. For you know people, for people that are needing a backdrop for a photo shoot, it's like it's solving problems in the industry, and I think that's so good because, you know, I wasn't I wasn't able to get this kind of experience or workshop anywhere else. So, I think it's such it's such a nice thing, honestly. Um, and we also had like uh, what's it called? It was induction day on Fridays, so each Friday we got to speak to creative industry specialists who would come in on a Friday. It was like a very, very chill social day. And like um the founder of the holiday club, uh Bisoye, she would assign us to each person. So we get to speak, you know, not everyone, because you know, just to space like time and space for everyone. We won't be able to speak to everyone because it's so many people in the same room. Um but like we got to speak to industry specialists and like ask them any questions at all like it was a lot of freedom and a lot of space and like we got to connect network of course and just you know uh build personal relationships and you know things that can happen in the future is is becoming more possible because of these opportunities right here Uh,
0: uh, stuff like that must be absolutely um like so valuable for you as someone especially someone that is uh, a kind of uh, a, a um, kind of I suppose you're aspiring to be a photographer I, I was trying to think of a better way of saying it but you're obviously aspiring to be a, a photographer and trying to start that as a business for anyone that doesn't already know Andrew your Instagram is at AJR underscore simple but what people will be able to then see in your bio is your own photography page which is at andrew.filmshot filmshot. Talk to us a little bit about your kind of experiences uh with photography and kind of the style and, and how it links across to fashion and sneakers. Because looking at your photography page, there aren't really any, say, sneaker specific shots that you've posted. But I know, for example, just before coming on this podcast today, you were doing a photo shoot for a streetwear brand so there's obviously crossover right but um tell me a little bit about kind of what got you in photography and the, the crossover that you're seeing between these two worlds that you're interested in now sneakers fashion photography
1: yeah so i'd say i was going for a dark place in my life um people say it's depression which it was depression um i was going through depression from november last year to march this year and I think that when I came out of that that space, it was through photography because I was walking through the streets one day and I was just crossing a road and I saw these two um, these two friends who were just chatting and then out of the room, one of them takes out their, their phone and just you know pans it out, just like taking a photo. And it always just takes me back into, you know, a thrill of excitement and happiness that like I always get thrilled when people like to take photos or something you know, something that they find aesthetically pleasing. something that's nice, something that is, you know, Instagram-worthy, or just, you know, something that's for personal use. You know, if you're a tourist and you're visiting London, you're obviously going to take some pictures. It's something that's essential. And, you know, sometimes I'd be the person, you know, if um, their friends are taking pictures of each other, but they want a group photo, I wouldn't mind asking, oh, do you want a group photo? I can take it for you. You know, I just felt that, like, you know, photography is a place... That I can escape you know you know from you know problems that I'm having or just you know like with basketball as well like I just have things I'm using a lot of things that I have that has been placed in my heart in my life that you know um, just escape from things that when I need to you know just have some breathing time you know and photography came from just literally getting out of depression and just having you know a a bright light come out of the dark tunnel that I was going through and honestly, it's probably one of the best decisions I've made. I was like, I was speaking to my photography friends, and uh, photography friends from church, photography friends from outside of church, and just like saying, I aspire to be a photographer one day. I like to document stuff. And that's my main purpose and goal is just to be authentic with it and just to document each experience I'm going through. Um, you know, personally, if it's with friends, if it's with family, that's why I, I have my parents on there, on my photography page. I have my friends there. Um, have places that I felt that you know are close to my heart and home, and yeah, honestly, I'm going to contrast with what you know I'm about. I love streetwear and I love sneakers lifestyle, but what's close and dear to my heart is you know those who are around me and you know just the personal things that you know people don't see behind the scenes. You know things that people are going through personally. So I just encourage you. I encourage to you, you know just showcase. What you see from your perspective, because my perspective will be different to someone else's perspective. You know, someone who's listening to this, I just say, just show your vision and show your perspective to, you know, what the world doesn't see or you know are unable to see, through through their perspective.
0: That's amazing, and I'm I'm glad to hear that you're using it in a in a therapeutic way. I think a lot of creatives find therapy in their kind of creative escape it doesn't always have to be a creative escape right i think it's very healthy for people to have any amounts of uh, escapes whether it is something creative like photography or videography or whether it's just simply going to the gym or going for walks or playing basketball or spending time in nature or whatever it is i think it's all very important for people to have those kind of escapes because i know you mentioned there about this coming out of depression and obviously there's very big difference between depression and just having a bad day but we all experience those troubles um to, to, to different degrees in life right and i think it's important to have some sort of escapism for that and the fact that you have through that bad experience, found a little bit of a purpose that you want to pursue, I think that's absolutely amazing. And it sounds like you're you're really making some progress, whether it is through this holiday club that you did via Offspring or whether it is shoots that you were doing. I know, you, like I said, you were explaining to me before this that you've been doing a couple of streetwear photo shoots or whether it is just trying to show your perspective like you were just saying there it sounds it sounds like you're really taking a grasp of this and it's it's something that you're making the most of so I'm really happy to hear that for you mate.
1: Yeah so I was shooting for um, a streetwear brand called Fane uh, it's P-H-A-Y-N uh, I just shot them today and just it came out of an experience that you know I went to a street where pop-up just being myself just going out there into the real world showing that you know I just want to be around people and just to get to know people network and just, you know, I bought my camera, I take my camera with me, like, <laughs> it's so funny, that like, I have my camera right here, obviously, because, you know, I was at a photo shoot, but I take it with me because you will never know who you can meet, because I've seen people that are famous and come about in London, you know, London's the place to be, in my opinion, um, but there's so many places around the world to be at, and, you know, this thing here is probably one of the things that is going to keep me going and going for the rest of you know my journey as a photographer but also you know just here you know and yeah it's just really a part of me now i have so many things to you know showcase and i feel that like because i went to this event it's just a small fraction of what i can really do i can just go to you know an exhibition and meet people one one funny story is matt um i went to an exhibition in Tate modern um and it was called um the cut Yarno- i think a, um, so I can say the surname because I remember the surname, surname of the artist that was that exhibition for it was Katsuma it was the one that has the infinity rooms and it's like right, okay. Instagram yeah and like I saw this person just you know just looking at this projector of all the pictures from this artist and I was like oh hey sorry to bother you could you just take a picture of me with my phone camera and he was like yeah sure and he took my picture and then I was like oh sorry to ask you um could I have your socials because I took a picture of you whilst you was looking at the projector because I saw it from my eye that oh it would be a good photo to use for my photography page when I post it out at some point little did I know he gives me his IG he's one of the he's one of the journalists that book you never know who you can really meet I was like well I like journalism I know I know for I know Vogue for what they do yeah for Vogue magazine I was like oh so where abouts are you from He's like he's from Paris all sorts and I was just like wow in my head I was saying wow because like you never know who's in front of you of course and you never know like what places you're you know you're supposed to be at like I felt that I'm supposed to be here for a good reason to speak to people and you know I spoke to this young gentleman just there just casually visiting an exhibition. And he be and he turned out to be a journalist for Vogue. It's just sometimes, uh, things work in mysterious ways. It's just so funny.
0: Yeah, I I remember having a chat with um a, well not necessarily a chat but I remember seeing on um Cap's Instagram uh previously where he was talking about I think there might have been like either uh, I think it might have been like a, a sneakers event or like a, a Crep City or something like that where he was kind of I remember him specifically putting on his story. I can't go, but for anyone that's going, talk. Because especially if you're going to like if I'm bringing this back to sneakers, if you go to a sneaker event or something, and you know that every single person in that room has one common goal or one common commonality, which is we all have shoes. And I remember Cap specifically saying, you don't know if the person you're speaking to is a manager at Nike or a manager at Adidas or a manager at New Balance or someone that is working for a sneaker blog or this particular YouTube channel or that YouTube channel. And like you just mentioned there, you never know the person that you're speaking to couldn't end up being a really, really helpful contact an amazing. It could end up being an amazing friend, but on top of that, it's also an extra, uh, uh, an extra person that you can add into your network and you just never know who who's around you and, what are the odds of you being in the Tate and kind of bumping into, like I said, a journalist from Vogue? Like it, the odds are, are so stacked against you there. Um, but I'm glad that it's. I'm glad that it's helped you, mate. I'm glad that that has then helped, kind of with with future endeavors and things like this. And and hopefully we can start seeing more and more of these shoots. I was just having a little look at the um uh, uh the page for for the brand that you shot with today, Fane. and uh, they've got some really really cool pieces. So I'm I'm excited to see what uh comes out of it from your shoot Uh, i think it's like a combo of their stuff and uh your your perspective i think this could be a really really cool shoot so I'm, i'm i'm excited to see what that looks like whenever we get to see the final images
1: yeah totally it's an exciting time for me and you know exciting time for those who you know trust um the vision that i have or just trust that like i'm willing to just help someone or help throughout their journey and you know um i'm just privileged to just have a camera that you know shoots well you know that that people like the pictures and the style of it and you know I know it's people say that like you know you can be a photographer but it's really the person behind it um I do agree with that because you know people can find you very very it depends on how people find you you know if you're if they're willing to bring you on a shoot just because of your personality that's enough for you to you know put your foot on the door and just, you know, open many, many, many doors that comes ahead of you. I feel like, you know, I was speaking to the owner after this and he was saying that, you know, there's many, many more to come. And I, I truly believe that. So I'm just excited for, you know, brands like Fane who have, you know, opened the door to me. And, you know, for, you know shout out to G-Clo as well. G-Clo Studios was the pop-up I went to. And I met um, Phil, who's the owner of Fane. And I, I shot a photo of him in his unreleased jumper that he's making that's coming out soon but i don't know when i still asked him when is it coming out but he won't tell me <laughs> um but you've got
0: to keep some industry secrets
1: you have to and he has a lot of things in the works and because he hasn't dropped in like two months he has a lot coming coming soon because he wants to build that momentum for his for his brand and i truly believe it because um i believe in it because i was i caught up on his brand very early and you know i just you know, I just said I support you and I just I just wanted to say that I like a, i like what you're doing. So just keep up with what you're doing. And you know, I managed to meet him at a streetwear pop-up and it wasn't even planned. So yeah, I'm just grateful for it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, that's probably a good opportunity for us to uh move on to our first main segment, Andrew. And um with that, we could be here all evening talking about you and your photography and, and things like this if we really if if we could. But uh for the listeners, you're not going to be able to see this. Andrew sat in a public library, and uh, if we keep talking too long, then they're probably going to lock him in overnight. So uh, with that, we'll move on to our first main segment of the episode, and that is Shoes Round. Every single week, we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest news stories that have happened in the wonderful world of footwear and give our thoughts and opinions. It is me again taking Shoes Round this week. So without further ado, I'll pass back over to me for Shoes Round. <laughs> Andrew, mate, we have taken you out of the Doubled Up podcast studio and you are now in the Shoes Round studio. We always tell our guests, I hope you like uh, what we've done with the place. It's a lovely looking place. I'm sure you would agree. But uh, the news story I this agree. week. Oh, thank you very much. Like, we, we put a lot of effort in the decor for this place. Well, um the uh, the news the news story that we've got this week is is a little bit of an old one by the time that this episode uh, releases but um one that I'm really really excited about because of what I've been able to kind of see from this collaboration and that is that we were able to see the first kind of sneak peek of the clot times adidas partnership that was revealed in shanghai on fashion uh, in a fashion show obviously clot Uh, one of the biggest names in streetwear and footwear, um, founded by Edison Chen and and Kevin Poon back in 2003, uh, have been a big Nike collaborator for years and years and years. And it was announced either earlier this year or late last year. I can't remember exactly when the story dropped, but it, it was announced that they were parting ways. And earlier on this year, we saw the kind of final Collaboration uh, to 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 now for now, anyways, of, of kind of clot and Nike with the what the clot dunk combining all of the kind of previous big shoes that they've been able to do with the brand and it was announced that clot was moving over to work with adidas adding even more partners to the incredible roster that adidas have at the minute with sean weatherspoon with fear of gods and jerry Lorenzo, and 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 kind of all these other collaborators bad bunny etc um obviously human race and pharrell adding yet another big streetwear influential name in clot and we were able to see a rather unique sneak peek into the collaboration now we was we were able to see a variety of different shoes we were able to see Espadrille sambas we were able to see modified superstars we were able to see a lot of formal adidas shoes uh, as well as some kind of clothing that Edison Chen wore during this fashion show, a real mashup of so many different products, and probably not what people expected to see from our first sneak peek at Adidas versus Clot, or not versus sorry, collaborating with Clot. And I I don't know about you, uh, Andrew. We we can kind of get your thoughts in just a second, but I thought. This whole thing was absolutely amazing. Um, As I said, the shoes that we saw were very, very different to what I think a lot of people thought they were going to see. We literally saw like black dress shoes that had superstar that had like a superstar toe on there and stripes down the side. We saw Brown shoes, like Brown dress shoes that again had like the superstar shell toe and, and stripes down the sides. The, top piece that I am absolutely in love with is this white rugged superstar with the kind of real accentuated kind of over-the-top shell toe, big frilly laces and this kind of stomper, rigid, jagged midsole and outsole. Like It looks like an absolute tank of a shoe, but it just looks so cool um so yeah i i i really it was th- fr- like thrown off by this completely but i think it's a really really cool look for uh, uh, for for clot and adidas and i think it shows something that a lot of collaborators have been able to see moving over to adidas and that is that they really give f- creative freedom to their collaborators and uh, you can really really see this now because i'll tell you what i could not imagine nike letting Clot do something like this. It was it was mad. But a- Andrew, what do you think of this? Um do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you think it's good for the brand? Do you think it's not good for the brands? Well, what are your thoughts?
1: I mean, personally as a Nike guy, it's sad to see Edison Chen and Clot um leave, leave yeah. their partnership. Of course, um, big collaborator. Big collaborator for sure. And like things they've done on big time big time timeless in silhouettes, like the MX1, the the Don Low. And other silhouettes that I can't even remember right now. But um, just to see what, you know, the freedom that Adidas are giving to Clot is nice to see. I would always applaud um, the freedom that Adidas would offer to creators, even brands, um, you know, that collaborate with them. Because, I mean, I don't see that as as much as I wish to see from other brands like Nike. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they will get better on it. Um, but it's really nice to see. Honestly, I I like like seeing people do their thing on a yeah. silhouette. And you know whether I like it or not, it's the matter. The only thing that matters, I think, is if they've done their thing. Like for example, with the Virgil Abloh and Nike collaboration, when they did the Off White the Ten, you saw there was a lot of freedom with Virgil Abloh that he was able to make ten sneakers. You see that like it does he he was able to put his all into it and that's why I very I very um you know i very I look up to a lot of what I has what Virgil has done with that collaboration with Nike because I know we're, we're talking about Adidas and clock but um I just saw that he put his all into it and you know I just want to see that more with creators and you know, I'm hoping for clot to do that with this partnership with Adidas. Even if I'm not that guy, I'll still have that eye and and still to pay attention to it. And seeing these shoes here, um, there's a variety.
0: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. As I said, I think a lot of people wouldn't have expected this. I know Clot always do some really kind of like mad shoes, and and we had the Cortez, didn't we? The um, the Clotes, uh, earlier on in the year that was like a three in one, um, shoe. It's kind of, I'm pretty sure it was influenced by like Samurais and things like this, where you had the kind of the indoor shoe, the outdoor shoe, like it was literally three shoes in one. So they always are a brand that will push the boundaries, even if you think of like the kiss of death, Air Maxes with the um kind of see-through toe box and things like this. They always do push the boundaries. But for a first collection to be predominantly like a dress shoe crossover, I really don't think a lot of people saw that based on the information that i have here on complex sneakers it says that the collection that they previewed in shanghai is due to launch in early 2024 with the white superstars dropping as the first global release and it's actually a partnership between clot neighborhoods and adidas um or at least that was the first um, pair to release sorry so um Uh, reading directly from it so I don't butcher this as the collection is set to launch in early 2024 with the white superstars dropping as the first global release serving as a preview to the partnership, a Clot times neighborhood times Adidas superstar is releasing or it released on the 14th uh, and it was uh, available at select juice retail locations. And the shoe in question was actually, I do believe a black shoe. It was kind of a black superstar looked like it was kind of netted with a big chunky cream kind of midsole outsole that kind of came up the side of the upper and then a big kind of jagged outsole uh very very different but like i said if if the white superstar that edison Chen was wearing is going to be part of this collection i'm really excited because that's the big kind of takeaway that i had really not a me shoe but i just think all the details i love uh, i said one of my favorite shoes this year was the uh piece minus one uh night quando and it's a very similar kind of vibe where you're taking a streetwear brand and putting it on a, a a kind of a dress shoe almost. I don't know why that that crossover really, really intrigues me. So I'm really excited to see this superstar release but uh, I think what you were saying there Andrew about kind of letting creatives be creative and 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 the fact that like i said Virgil you're absolutely right Nike were able to give Virgil that platform and hope and Adidas have been able to do that with a lot of their collaborators as well of course nothing's going to be as big as the 10 right the 10 is probably the, the the best sneaker collab in history or one of the most influential sneaker collabs in history so uh definitely on slightly different kind of levels here but nonetheless, it's showing that these brands are able to give platforms to these designers to design. So, yeah, I think it's going to be exciting to see what Clot do with Adidas moving forwards. But with that, we're out of news. All right, Andrew, we are taking you out of the Shoes Round studio and back into the Doubled Up podcast studio. And we're going to move on to our next segment, which is Double Up, Double Down. Every single week, we look ahead at some of the biggest shoes that are releasing in the wonderful world of footwear. Uh, We pick a shoe that we like, a.k.a. a double up, a shoe that we dislike, a double down and a sleeper pick, a shoe that we think is going to be a little bit lost amongst the hype. I am passing back over to me for double for uh, Double Up, Double Down, if I get my words out. So over to me for Double Up, Double Down. Right, Andrew, we always start this segment with a shoe that we like. And seeing as we were just talking about Adidas, it makes sense for us to talk about Jordan, right? We've got to show a little bit of a uh, glove. And seeing as you said you are a Jordan guy, it makes sense for us to talk a little bit about some Jordans here for our double up pick. The double up pick for the week is going to be the Chris Paul times Air Jordan one low. Light, cream and sail. Now on the sneakers app, it says much like his game, Chris Paul's Air Jordan 1 is all about elegance with intricate embossed floral upper blooms against light cream suede accents. A translucent outsole reveals a hidden bouquet underfoot while a vibrant floral uh, print pops on the insole. Sophistication simply put i mean that description really does sum up the shoe it is uh, being that it's called cool, it is it's a light cream and sale shoe it is exactly that the shoe itself is predominantly white with sail hits you have this beautiful kind of suede imprinted floral upper with a cream swoosh cream across the toe box cream across the tongue beautiful cream sole when it says sophistication simply put That's exactly what this shoe is. It is just a beautiful, sophisticated, just elegant Jordan 1. You have combinations of hairy suede on there, like I said, embossed suede, uh, kind of, it's just a combination of it just looks luxury is the best way to put it. It looks luxury. It looks like a shoe that you would wear to a wedding or you'd have as your best dress shoe on a Sunday or something like that. This is not a shoe that you would be wearing out every single week and beating up. Uh, But the shoe itself is releasing on the 24th of October for 145 pounds. Andrew, what do you think of a bit of CP3 here? I'm feeling
1: it. I mean, I I always liked um, the Jordan 3 CP3, the, the Jordan 13s. Sorry. Myself, uh, Jordan Thirteen CP Threes. It was like a blue, like a kind of hint of blue in there. It was black and blue, and uh, that was like the only Thirteen that you know, aside from the retros, the red Thirteens, or the playoffs. Um, I really like them. I really like the um the Air Jordan One Low CP Threes. I'm I'm, I'm very interested in these. I feel like they're elegant shoe. I can see these being my church kicks if I really wanted to style out. And despite- that's what I was thinking. You know, just wanted to, you know, flex out, you know what I mean? Just to. Uh shoe out in style they they
0: look like like i said a church shoe a shoe that you wear to a wedding a shoe that you wear to your christmas work do or something like that it looks like a special occasion shoe like this is a shoe that you're buying and you're wearing three times a year when the occasion comes up but you know those three times a year you're gonna look fucking cool because of just how just great this shoe looks so, yeah, 100 percent. This is going to be our double up for the week. Moving on to a shoe that we're not so happy with, unfortunately, Andrew, though, is the uh, our double down pick for the week, which is the Paris Goble Times Nike Dunk Low Playful Pink. Now, I will say that this week on day of recording, by all means, there's always a curse when we record these podcasts, Andrew, because we say something like, oh, there's not a lot of news this week. Or we say something like, oh, there's not a lot of bad shoes releasing this week. And then the day after we've recorded, all of a sudden, the most hideous shoe will drop or the biggest news story of the year will drop. So I'm probably cursing myself. But this week, it doesn't seem to be that many bad shoes so i'm almost picking the worse from a good bunch if that makes sense and that's what this parascobal nike dunk low is and the only reason why i'm picking this is because it's just not for me the shoe itself is uh, a, a typical dunk low it's got pink across the kind of mudguard up towards the eye and towards the heel of the shoe towards the heel of the shoe it looks like it's more patent leather than when towards the front it looks more like a matte leather uh, then on the toe box and towards the side and towards the heel of the shoe you've got gold leather and then you you've got this kind of almost patent kind of shiny teal green swoosh that also goes towards the heel of the shoe where you've got nike um in upside down branding uh cream midsole pink outsole i mean i'm just i love a pink shoe don't get me wrong but when you've got kind of shiny leathers and it is kind of goldy browny greeny pinky it's not for me. Uh, I mean, I love the fact that this is a collaborator with uh, uh, another kind of female artist. Um, I don't know much about Paris Goble, to be honest, but doing a little bit of research, she's a New Zealand's dancer and choreographer. And um, she's worked with some huge, huge names within the industry, um, including kind of Justin Bieber, Kiara, um, all sorts of kind of um, different artists within the, the the world so uh, i love the fact that Knight's given an opportunity to a female artist and given a collaboration uh but this shoe isn't for me now on day of recording because we are recording on a wednesday and this episode is releasing on a monday we are limited in regards to information on this shoe but uh paris did put on uh their instagram saying that the shoe is releasing on the 24th. And I've seen the same information on CAF Story. And as we all know, if it's on CAF Story, it's pretty much locked in. I don't know what a price is, but I can imagine it being anywhere between maybe 120 to £130. Pounds. But uh, yeah, it's releasing on the 24th of October globally. Andrew, what do you think of this shoe? It's a little bit of a mad one, but you might be into mad shoes. I don't know.
1: I like a bit of pop. I like bright colours. So um, I wouldn't say these are terrible. I think... no you know for the right for the right person I think these can really really go well. I have a few people in mind. I probably think Esfer uh, from the Osborne community shout out to her. She likes build pink and green. I think it would work on her, but I'm sure she has a lot of releases to look forward to for the rest of this year. Um so you know if it's on her mind, it's on her mind. Um but I'd say this is like a dancing shoe. This is I can see dancers wearing these and you know just with uniform as well this would go really well. Um, yeah, I'm just, I think, um, I like the hidden details. There's details, uh, in the, on the, what's it called? The insoles of, for her, there's uh, like an emblem, like a crown emblem on top of the P for her name, Paris. And, and, um, they flipped the swoosh for the tongue and also from the back tab as well. Like the back where it shows Nike on the back of the dunk, I really like those details So, it's just showing that there is some creativity in this dunk and in this collaboration for her, but it's kind of just, it is made for this person but like it shows us freedom and creativity. So, I kind of, you know, I kind of, I'm okay with it. But I personally, I would wear them.
0: I was going to say, and I think that that, that's the reason why I've put it as the double down this week. It's not that this is like, oh my God, this is the ugliest shoe I've ever seen. Whereas I was saying to you beforehand, some, a lot of the time, when we do this double down segment, like some weeks, it's almost like there's so many awful shoes. It's it's hard to pick what the most awful one is. And then there are other weeks where there's just a lot of good shoes releasing. And because of that, it makes it difficult for us to pick a least favorite. But as I said, for me, I'm never going to wear this shoe. And that's the reason why it's the double down. But as I said, I can definitely see already. I already know some people that are going to love this shoe and they'll make it look really, really good. So, uh, it's, it's a soft double down. I would say this isn't a, a a terrible, terrible shoe. It's just not one for me. Um, and what, and with that, though, we'll move on to the sleeper pick of the week. This is actually my favorite shoe drop in this week. Uh, I said this to you before we started recording. This is my favorite shoe drop in this week. But because of the fact that we've got a Chris Paul Jordan one low, I feel like this is a little bit less hyped. And also because of the fact that we've just seen a collaboration on this model drop the the past week so for that reason the GR is always a little less loved unfortunately but the shoe we're talking about is the New Balance made in UK 991 V2 the first of its kind essentially Uh, for ages the 991 has been an absolutely beloved silhouette for New Balance one of the best uh, kind of made in England models that we've seen and this year we have now seen an upgrade to it with the 991 V2 last week we saw the first 991v2 drop with the stone Island collaboration new balance always do a really really good job of whenever they're bringing a new silhouette out they always start with a big collaboration and then bring in a GR version afterwards. And that's exactly what they've done here. Now, this GR version is a very classic kind of gray silhouette. I think back to the 991 20th anniversary shoe they did either last year or the year before. It was in this kind of dark gray and they had one colorway that had light blue hits and one uh, like a teal hit to it and one that had navy hits to it. I managed to grab the one with the navy hits. This shoe is basically... Basically, that kind of dark gray upper, but it's got a slightly different midsole and outsole to the 991 V1. And it's got some cool little kind of teal blue hits on that midsole. I think this is one of the best looking New Balance uh, models to date. It just looks like a sleeker, more sporty version of the 991. I prefer this to the original 991. I think the tongue's a little bit nicer where they've gone for a tongue that looks a little bit more like the 990 V6, where it's a little bit more of a kind of sporty tongue and they've managed to actually put the New Balance logo stitched into the tongue. Whereas before... Anyone that's owned 991s before, the tongue kind of comes out. This one's a bit more rounded. The 991 comes out a bit more of like a triangle. And sometimes when you tie your laces, it can kind of stick out at a funny angle. This is absolutely beautiful in my eyes. Uh, and again, for New Balance fans, they're going to love this GR. But with everything that's coming out of the minute, I think a New Balance 991v2GR is not going to be on the top of everyone's list. But I am so excited. New Balance, honestly, I'm I'm a big New Balance fan anyways. But, but I, I honestly think they've taken two of the best silhouettes that they've done and improved them this year. The 990v6 is possibly my favorite 990 at the minute. I know everyone's going to say the V3, but I honestly love the V6 shape. And now they've come back with a 991 and they've made it even better. Like They've taken two models and improved them. And that's hard. to. It's hard to improve shoes that have been around for 20, 30, 40 years. So congratulations, New Balance. You've absolutely killed it. Sorry, Andrew, I'm taking all the spotlight here talking about a shoe that I love. You can tell I'm a little bit excited here. What do you think about the 991? No,
1: no, embrace, your sight, embrace the excitement. Thank you, because... thank you. <laughs> because New Balance are here to stay. And yeah. that's what they've made with this statement of making the V2 for the 991s. I, I really love this shoe, even though I don't have a pair. I was was looking at the pink one, but the pink one that they made, was, I think it went on sale at one time, and I was really tempted to get them. But now they're making the, the, the version two of these, and I feel that, like it's just so exciting, honestly, um, to see that you mentioned the changes. It's, it's really tempting me to get a pair. I won't lie i'm really really looking forward to some of these and to see them in stores
0: if you if you want to get a pair andrew they are releasing on the 27th of october for 220 pounds so you have the ability to buy them uh just this coming week so but i will say i can imagine this being a shoe that uh will hit the sale eventually so by all means if you are a new balance collector and you absolutely must have this go for it on release day but being a new silhouette. I actually mentioned this last week with Mark, uh, and I've mentioned this a number of times. I always say that New Balance are absolutely amazing. Long-term listeners of the podcast, you would have heard me say this a hundred times, so I'm sorry in advance. But for anyone new listening, I always say this, New Balance are absolutely amazing at introducing a new silhouette to us. And they just pump out that silhouette over over and over and over and over and over again. And just before we get sick of it, they introduce a new one and that's what they're going to do with the 991 V2. I can tell it's going to be, they've started off with a stone Island collab. They've brought out a GR. There'll be some other GR colorways and some other, uh, other collaborations coming out and it will happen for about a year, year and a half. And then all of a sudden they might put it to bed for a little bit and let it kind of simmer and chill out a little bit. So if you are someone that is going to be looking to get a uh, 991 V2 chill out, there'll probably be pairs going on sale at some stage. But if you do, if you have to get it on release day, 27th for £220. Um, Andrew, before we move on to our final segment, I do just want to shout out, of course, our Steal of the Week. Steal of the Week week, uh, this week. I mentioned it last week, but uh, until the shop shuts, the Steal of the Week is just Hannon in general uh we mentioned it last week that hannon unfortunately are shutting down it's something that we've speculated a little bit over the coming weeks because we've noticed they've been really heavily discounting a lot of their stuff and we kind of thought the only way that you would heavily discount shoes and apparel that much is if they were shutting down and yeah they did announce a little while ago that they're shutting down the shop shuts final day of trading will be friday the 27th of october this episode is releasing on Monday, the 23rd. So this is going to be the final week of us being able to say that Hannon is the steal of the week. And again, I just want to say, if you're thinking of grabbing something, go and grab it because they have like a 95% off sale at the minute and you can get, granted it's very limited sizes now, but you can get t-shirts and hoodies for a fiver. That's mad. You can get 75, 80 pound hoodies for a fiver. Shoes for 15 quids, like, come on. They're discounting new things every single day. Go and show a very historic brand some love on their final week of trading. So, yeah, shout out, Hannon, Andrew, that brings us on to our final segment, mate. You have almost made it out of the Doubled Up podcast alive. And that brings us to Scott versus our guest, the rotation game. Okay, Andrew. So in this guest game segment, normally what we would do is we'd put Scott versus our guest in a battle of five-day rotations. Of course, Scott is not here, as we know. So I am taking his place. Uh, For anyone that is new to the podcast and has no idea what this segment is all about, what we basically do is we give our guest and Scott slash me a theme. From that theme, we go one-on-one uh to create a five-day rotation in a draft style so in a minute i will tell everyone what the theme is for the week uh andrew will go first and pick his first shoe i will then go andrew then goes i then go backwards and forwards until we both get a five-day rotation any shoe is up for grabs as long as it fits our theme and the only rule is ironically No double up. So if Andrew picks a shoe, I'm then not allowed to pick that shoe. What we will then do is put these on our Instagram for you guys, the listeners, to vote on which five-day rotation you think is the best. Now, normally with these, we have quite a broad theme. But seeing as Andrew, you and I met at a Travis Scott release, I thought it only made sense for this week's theme to be Travis Scott Collabs. So this is probably the most limited theme that we've had. Granted, Travis has had a fair few collabs now, but we are talking about maybe 30-ish shoes. Whereas before, we've been able to pick five-day rotations from thousands of shoes. So this is probably our most limited. But uh, how are you feeling about the theme? Are you feeling ready, Andrew?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling ready. Let's do it. Yeah?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, then, mate, I will pass over to you for you to pick the first shoe. Before you do this, actually, sorry, I should specify to the listeners, we've said Travis Scott collabs, including things like friends and family pairs and including things like very, very, very limited Releases. The only rule is that it actually has to have released in some capacity. So we cannot have things like the Sharkadon, the cut the check that's going to come out. We can't have the unreleased Air Max One colorways that we saw years ago. It has to have actually, there has to be someone out there that owns this shoe, even if it is just Travis and a couple of his mates. So with that, Andrew, over to you for uh, our first pick.
1: Right. So my first pick for the Travis Scott five-day rotation will be the Jordan 4-Travis Scott friends and family pair in purple. Of
0: course it was. Of course it is. As soon as you said, me and Andrew were messaging earlier and Andrew was like, are we doing all Travis collabs? Like even the super limited ones? And I was like, I think I know where he's going here. I think I know where he's going here. Yep, I did think that was going to be the case, mate. Very, very, very good pick. Uh, I think, yeah, for a lot of people, that is one of the biggest travis scott shoes and yeah selling for thousands and thousands on the the resale market so big big first pick all right well moving over to me seeing as you're picking a pair uh andrew that is super limited and sought after on the resale market can play at that game my friend because i am picking the nike dunk low playstation i love playstation i get every single time a new one comes out I've had PlayStations on the PlayStation 1 all the way up to PS5. Absolutely love it. Nostalgic. Hey, there was nothing better than playing Time Crisis with the light gun on a PS1 back in the day where there was just cables flying everywhere and you were shooting bad guys with square heads on the PlayStation 1. Tekken 2 on the PlayStation 1, Crash Bandicoot, Rayman, Spyro. Hey, I'm going PlayStation for my first pick.
1: No, that's solid. It was good that I between be between... That pair or the friends and family Jordan 4 in purple, because like I grew up playing PlayStation and just like just the nostalgia of just having that pair whilst playing a PlayStation is yeah, it's just it's so it's such a good pair.
0: Hey, so both of us have picked probably the two most limited Travis Scott pairs, uh, for the first two. What are you picking for your second pair?
1: The second pair that I personally want to pick is the Air Jordan 1, Lou, OG, Travis Scott.
0: So the brown pair, yeah?
1: The brown, brown pair, yes.
0: Very, very solid pick. Very, very solid pick. Yeah, 100%. I think that's going to be one of the uh, top pairs for a lot of people. I'm going to go with and I know there's one on the board that a lot of people are going to say is the the obvious pick for me. But I think I'm going to go with a shoe that for a lot of people, one of the biggest crossover shoes, I think, an unexpected crossover shoe that absolutely took the sneaker industry by storm. Uh, and that is the Nike SB Dunk Low. Uh, I feel like that is one of his best shoes. The SB Dunk Low, again, that that shoe started... The dunk craze that we are now in. Without that shoe, we we wouldn't be there. So yeah, the SB Dunk Low.
1: That was going to be my my next pick. But it's okay.
0: <laughs> I got there. Hey, Travis. Travis has some great shoes, so it's not like I'm. It's, I might have picked one of the great shoes, mate. But you've got plenty more to pick from.
1: No, totally for sure.
0: What's number three then for
1: you? For me, yeah. <laughs> what
0: are you going? So you've got two out of your five. What's number three for you?
1: Um, number three for me. Number three will be the, the Air Jordan 1 High Fragment. Oh, okay. It's not It's not the lows that I picked up. And there's only one reason for it because I've always been interested in the difference between the Jordan 1 High Fragments and the Jordan 1 Low Fragments because people are saying the quality on the Jordan 1 High Fragments are so much better quality-wise and so much better in general than the Fragment Lows. So I really want to have a day
0: to myself with them <laughs> well i tell you what mate if you're picking a jordan one high i'm picking a jordan one high because i'm going with the original brown and black Air jordan one high uh big big shoe and uh i'm happy that you've gone with the fragment both of them are brilliant brilliant shoes but i'm happy that i've managed to to get that original jordan one high on the the five-day rotation i feel like i'm i'm loving life right now so i'm gonna say thank you for that one but uh what are you going for your fourth so right now, we have some friends and family Jordan fours, OG Jordan one lows, and the Jordan one high fragments. What are we going for next?
1: You know what? I'm gonna have another Jordan four, and it has to be the Jordan four that released um the Jordan four Travis Scotts in the blues, the blue color. Uh,
0: okay, the Cactus Jack pair, yeah. Yes, of course it's Cactus Jack. It's bloody, it is Cactus Jack. But the the um the Oilers pair, isn't it? It's um based on the. Yeah um yeah the houston oilers okay so you've got a jordan one high a jordan one low and two jordan fours but some of the best shoes that he's released so yeah you're smashing this mate well done um all right i've got two more shoes left and i feel like i want to have a little bit of variety here seeing as i have a A normal dunk low, an SB dunk low, and a Jordan high. I think I need something that is not a flat-footed shoe, Uh, and for that, I am going to go with the Air Max One specifically in the US exclusive wheat pair. Okay, I see that.
1: Yeah, you're going for you're going for an Air Max One. Was, hey, mate! I've got, I've got, to br- I've got to bring a little bit of
0: London to it. I've got to bring a little bit of the UK to it. So yeah, that Air Max one, I, I wasn't really that into the original Air Max ones or the kind of the, the, the more global releases that he had. The brown pair, the, the kind of yellow pair. More I've seen them, the more I really, really like them. But the Air Max one, the US exclusive, the wheat that was all that kind of light brown, I think is absolutely beautiful. So yeah, that has to be in the five day rotation if we're talking Travis Scott. Uh, all right, Andrew, let's bring it home with your final pair
1: mm, okay final pair it was between the air force one af-100s or the air max ones in the baroque brown so what we um, going for one of the pairs i did have and i sold them it was the af-100 air force ones in the white pair and it was like a gum sole. yeah so, um okay but- I, re- I really, really, really want the Air Max 1s in the Baroque Brown.
0: Nice. So I'll choose those. So you're going with the Air Max 1 Brown. Okay, a big five-day rotation. Now, Andrew, the problem here is that you've given me, basically, very similar to last week, right, where Mark came prepared with a number of shoes, thinking that I was going to pick some of his, and... Uh, I didn't pick a single pair that he wanted. You have also done exactly the same for me, Andrew, where you have not picked a single pair that I wanted in my five day rotation. And the problem with that is that that has given me a choice between two shoes to round it up. And I have no idea what I'm going to pick. I think
1: but we can sort it out. Let's, let's see what
0: we can do here. No, 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 no. we're fine, we're fine. No, I'm happy, I'm happy. You, you put me in a good position here, mate. You put me in a good position because now I'm I'm happy either way. It just means I've got to pick between two shoes that I like. Purely on the basis that I love the fact that I have the opportunity here to have quite a different five-day Travis Scott rotation. I have the opportunity here to have some SBs, a standard dunk, an, a- an Air Jordan 1, an Air Max 1, I'm gonna go with the Olive Six because again, it's something that's a little bit different to to what he, to, to to the usual, right? And a lot of people that have that Olive Six absolutely love the Olive Six. My two pairs that I was swaying between, I do. my my two pairs that I was swaying between were the White Air Force One Low and the Jordan Six. And I think if I have the Air Force One Low, I've got just a couple too many. Like flat shoes in the rotation, like the dunk, the SB dunk, the Jordan one. They're all very, very similar. Let's get a runner in there and let's get a classic basketball silhouette in there. I'm happy with that. So just to quickly round up our five day rotations, Andrew, your five day Travis Scott rotation is the friends and family Air Jordan four. The Air Jordan one low in the original brown colorway. The Air Jordan one times fragment high the Air Jordan 4 Cactus Jack, the Oilers colorway. And finally, the Air Max 1 brown colorway. My five-day rotation is the Nike Dunk Low PlayStation, the SB Dunk Low, the Air Jordan 1 High in the original brown colorway, the Air Max 1 US exclusive Wheat, and the Air Jordan 6 Olive. Two very, very strong five-day rotations. And now all that's left to do is put it up on Instagram for you guys, our listeners, to decide out of the two of us who has the strongest five-day rotation. But... uh with that, Andrew... Vote
1: you, don't worry. Sorry? I'll vote for you, Don't worry. I'll vote for you, don't worry. I'll tell you, what. I'll you, tell you what. Let's, sh-
0: sh- should we have a little bit of a truce? I'll vote for you if you vote for me, yeah? Sure.
1: But I think <laughs> you've won this. So congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, we don't know. We, we
0: don't know. We don't know. Until we, until we have the votes counted and verified, we don't know right now. We don't know.
1: Your rotation is crazy. I can't even lie. That I want to redo They're mine both are. Because, of, because of that. <laughs> I want to redo mine.
0: Oh, my. <laughs> I think you smashed it, mate. You've got some friends and family in there. You've got that Air Jordan 1 low, the original brown, has to be up there as one of the best. So I feel like you've absolutely smashed it as well. Don't you worry. I think it's going to be closer than you think. But uh, with that, Andrew... Because again, you're probably minutes away from being locked in your public library. I'm going to close the episode out now and say thank you for listening to the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled Up podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at Matt underscore Sibley underscore on Instagram. Andrew, tell the listeners where they can find you.
1: They can find me through IG at AGR underscore simple. And also from our photography page at andrew.filmshot. You can call me however you want me to call me. Andrew, AJ, AJR, Drew, however you like it. Just want to keep it simple. That's why I make it simple. <laughs>
0: mate make sure if you're listening to this and you haven't already go and give Andrew a follow make sure you go and uh keep an eye on his photography stuff and uh Andrew mate it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast I hope you've enjoyed yourself because I certainly have enjoyed speaking with you this evening and uh can't wait to see some amazing things from you in the future mate
1: no thank you Matt and thank you Scott who's not here but you're here in spirit and hey, he's, always here, <laughs> <laughs> he's always here unfortunately he's always here He's probably hearing us just speaking to, you, hey. just speaking to each other.
0: He's pr- he's probably he's probably sat somewhere in New Zealand sending me pictures, making me incredibly jealous whilst listening to me talk right now. It's going to be some weird Inception thing where he's he's listening to me. He's going to be talking to me, listening to me talk to you about him. That's Inception so that's somewhere. But uh, right, <laughs> speak to you next time, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. And as always, peace, manuson. Peace.